Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is Zach. And this is Stuart. And uh, this is us talking to you from the past and the future. <laughs> wow. A little lining both the past and the future. Yeah, that's that's how these to, things like, work. <laughs> put it into perception. It's more yeah. of like the, that actor image. You know, in all the anime fighting games where you're trying to throw a punch at somebody, but you're throwing <laughs> a punch at their actor image when they're in the past because they're now in the future. Exactly. There's my anime tie-in. I'm done for the day. Clock me out. Where's my Where's my paycheck? Oh, wait, I don't get paid for this. Yeah, yeah we don't get paid for this. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, this episode, uh, starting off in 2022, um, is Richard Bachman's The Running Man from 1982. This is my pick. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the super sneaky thing is that here's the surprise. Richard Bachman is actually Stephen King. Yes. I, so (laughs) I actually didn't realize that until I actually started doing some research. And I realized that there's a whole like Bachman series. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of depressing books. Well, yeah. So, and that's, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. We, we can, we Maybe don't have get into that a little that bit yet. later, yeah, yeah. but, um, but yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, which I'm, I'm surprised you didn't, re- uh, realize and, and until you started to do some digging, because whenever I've gone to like the library or the bookstore, like now all of his Bachman books have Stephen King and big letters on them. And then in tiny script, it's like, um, from the Bachman collection. Bachman, yeah. I think I got the very old one. Like, I didn't get the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger on it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is, um, yeah. So, so for anyone who, who doesn't know the story for why he has Bachman is a, I've heard a couple of variations. Maybe you can kind of, kind of, uh, straighten it out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, how deep you, you looked into it, but, one of the reasons I've heard is that he, his publisher um, earlier in his career had more say in his work. And so they didn't want to flood the market with too many works, but yeah. he's super prolific. And so he would, you know, wrote in a different style. He took a photo, I think, of his gardener for the, the author's photo yeah. and made up a fake backstory. Huh. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because like, this still feels like Stephen King style. Like, well, it, it does. And he got outed. Um, it, well, he got outed because someone, I, I think it was either a librarian or, or a, a, a rare book collector or something, um, noticed that the prose seemed similar and mm-hmm. looked it up. And, and the Library of Congress registry has, has it registered to Stephen King. Uh, um uh-huh. So, like, that person had to do a little digging, and they outed them, uh, let's see. So, basically, the, the way you look at it is there's there's six total Bachman books. Mm-hmm. Um, he has Rage from 77, Long Walk from 79, Roadwork from 81, this from 82. Then he got outed, um, because in 84, he put out Thinner, and it was just... Like they, I, I, I don't think that they even bothered taking his actual name off the book. Uh, um, and then you know later he he claims that there were found Bachman books, <laughs> um, 
uh, in 96 with the regulators and uh, in 2007 with blaze, which um, I I find it funny. He says that uh, in, in the forward or maybe the afterward, he, he claims that Bachman died of cancer of the pseudonym, which (laughs) (laughs) is kind of funny. Uh, Have you ever read any of his other, um, no, this was the first Bachman book I've read. I don't think the other ones are fairly famous. Or... Um, well, so they're they're not. And so this is the second story that I've heard is that these books are more of a dark. They have a much darker tone than his normal work. Yeah, that's, and they're that's more funny. nihilistic. Um, I read I, I, somebody because apparently I guess they put like an anthology of Bachman books together. Yeah. Where you can buy like a thick book. But a lot of people were like, don't, don't read it all. in like one sitting, like you can't really just like binge oh. those books because you come away very depressed at the world. Oh, it's, and it's if, super dark. If this book is any like indication of like what the previous books are. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Well, like I'm looking up because I have that, that collection. I found it in a, um, in a book nook for like three bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking right now used on eBay. It's selling for $92. Um, yeah. And the reason for that is that oh, $92. Yeah. Dang. Uh, well, and the reason for that is one of them is, is out of print at the author's request. Um, oh. Cause I, I kind of want to, I guess, sink into this by giving kind of a quick overview of what the other ones are. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the other ones are, so I'd be interested. Well, so, so Rage is the one that he has purposely pulled from print and has not allowed to be reprinted anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, it's basically a a school shooter holding his classroom hostage. And oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like a a one location thing. It's, it's a lot of internal monologue and it's, it's really dark. <laughs> um, yeah, and I so, think. yeah, after Columbine, um, actually he like, you know, said to his publisher, this story doesn't need to be reprinted. I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> the, the, right, you don't want to like trigger anyone into like that type of rage. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, Let's see. So Long Walk uh, is kind of like Running Man. Um, It's, you know, I would call it sci-fi, but it's only sci-fi because it's it's set in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's basically just describing a dystopia. And so the Long Walk is uh, a group of teenagers who are rounded up and 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 volunteered to play a state-sponsored game the winner of which gets anything they want right interesting and it's televised and everyone's rah-rahing and and whatnot now the trick with it is that they have to the participants have to keep walking and they have to maintain a minimum speed of three miles an hour day and night they're given food belts every day by soldiers that are following them along in a half track um who you know if they fall below three miles an hour they give them a warning and after the third warning they shoot them Um, okay and and so a lot of it like reading it is kind of tense because you know they've been threatening to to film 
this as a movie for a while, but I, I don't see how that they would, they would do it because it's all pretty much dialogue, but the kids are just moving in a direction, you know? Yeah. Um, there's no stops for bathroom breaks. So a lot of people will take one of their strikes to like go to the side of the road and, you know, drop trial and take shit. Yeah. Um, it's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of dark. Road work. Uh, that one is. There's a so. It's kind of a, a libertarian anti-government guy uh, living out in the woods, and he's given notice that uh, the government needs to build a highway through his um, property. Property. And he needs to vacate, and so he stockpiles a bunch of explosives and weapons and has a standoff, which he loses. And then the reveal at the end is that the only reason they were building an extension from a highway through there is because the government had a little bit of extra spending money, and they needed to, to spend it before the, the next year. Um, thinner, you know, guy gets cursed. <laughs> um, he just loses weight rapidly um okay. and the only way he can get rid of it is if he hands off the curse and so oh, he hands sort off of like um there was a movie like that well uh, thinner was actually filmed oh yeah yeah it was a movie uh, oh, it, it was there, like in the mid-90s another movie that the um um oh you're thinking movie. ring i think was it called ring no ring, ring was that japanese movie yeah but i mean it's it's basically the same thing like you're you're exposed to something and then you have mm. to spread it to to keep from getting yeah killed. to like you have to pass yeah. off the curse to somebody yeah and you know yeah. i haven't mm. read regulators or blaze i know that regulators is part two of a stephen king or happens at the same time as a stephen king book um and then blaze i think is about a child being kidnapped yeah, these are um, all they're, wonderful. They're they're all shiny um, topics. Well, they're 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 very unique because, like you know, Stephen King is is known as kind of this horror guy. Mm -hmm. um, but if you read King stuff, even even the darkest King book, generally there's like a sense of like good triumphing mm -hmm. over evil. Yeah. The Bachman books are extremely nihilistic. They're, they're, you know, they are. most of the time, the thing that happens that derails everything is, is not good triumphing. It's good either losing or, you know, just bureaucracy getting in the way of something and, you know, the inevitable march of an authoritarian. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the the protagonists are too small to really do anything um oh which is interesting you know because like he he claims that he you know, he, he normally takes about three months or so to write the first draft of a book mm -hmm. um and granted this book is not very long it's it's like maybe 200 pages yeah. um but yeah, he, he i think it ended up being about like 300 oh okay well yeah and it, my my edition is is uh you know different format as well i think so uh, he apparently wrote it in a single week the first draft oh wow um really huh. he uh, well i mean and to be fair this was also you know heavily cocaine um stephen, stephen king, king. Yeah. <laughs> doing this 
Um, but you know, he, he calls it a, a book by a young man who was angry, energetic, and infatuated with the craft of writing. Um, hmm. which I think comes through. Um, yeah, it does. It does. I mean, well, we'll, we'll get to those parts. So, yeah. I well, mean, and, there are vivid parts to this story. Yeah. Well, and, and, um, unless you had anything else, I, we can probably move into the plot. Um, yeah. If you want. And and I think it's important to do like normally we don't do plot beat for beat. But um, with us doing the movie after this, uh, which spoilers, that's that's the the next episode (laughs) in the docket is, um, you know, the the movie in this this book are are very different, which we'll go into next. Yeah, (laughs) because I had actually digested both the book and the movie for the first time. Oh, yeah, I've never well, seen the Running Man before, so. Well, so so um, you know this this book is set like I said it's it it and the Long Walk both happen in the future. Um, this is I think it's twenty twenty five. Yeah, it's not, not far away. Yeah, this is not. It's it's right around the corner. <laughs> um, I know that was kind of the first thing. It was like. But you know, I guess Steve, or Stephen King wrote this in like the eighties, the early eighties. So yeah, kind of far away for for his time. Yeah, it was forty three years in the future. So, <laughs> but yeah, I I had to get a good chuckle out of that when. Yeah, it always cracks me up when it's when like if you read old Asimov and it's like the year is 2005 and we've interacted (laughs) with aliens and it's like, oh, buddy. Oh, Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I got sad news for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so so the the basic um, beginning of of this book is a character. The main character is Ben Richards. um, Yeah. And he is uh, in the middle of going to the games network which is yeah. kind of this overarching um it's it's pretty much the only thing on television mm-hmm. um, yeah they, i mean it's government-run television basically and the reason right. that he's going there is because he's been blacklisted because he's basically a anti-government authority because like the um wealth divide between the two uh, well, between the rich and the poor is such a high divide. I, I thought it was interesting that they even have like two different currency where they have like yeah. old money versus new money. Oh, yeah. And it's like, ooh, this seems this seems like weirdly like possible here and like. Well, I mean, I if if I could make a um... with like Bitcoin. Well, I was about to say, like the thing with with Bitcoin and NFTs and stuff. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's not too it's far not too off. far away. Um, it is not and from. I mean, he scary. he wouldn't have had the language at the time to describe that. But like, yeah, the the way he describes, yeah, money is worth X, and then there's just other currency that people See, that's use, and worth it's like more, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's um. It's- yeah, like like he's been blacklisted, like you said, because he he punched out his supervisor in the whatever nuclear uh, yeah. plant he works in, right? And like his daughter has um like a disease, I think cancer or something like that. No, no, it's it's no. <laughs> it's even more heartbreaking than that. Um, she has the croup, um, something that could be easily fixed. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and she like- has croup. <laughs> Um, yeah which is 
and he can't afford the medicine because he has no job so his wife is resorting to prostitution yeah um to support the family so he his his uh plan is to go to the games network um, yeah which is interesting because um it basically the games network accepts anyone like they they have this offer where you know you come you do a couple of like tests and stuff like that and we can pick you out of the game and it's interesting like they you know king gives a list of these games and stuff like that oh yeah like the um there's a lot that um it's funny like hearing that the titles of them like you can picture what they are like like yeah. uh, swimming for dollars and, and yeah. you know things like that and it's it's you know kind of a prediction of reality television like yeah <laughs> you know um and and uh yeah they they when he goes to the network he he takes this this per- barrage of personality tests um mm-hmm. and they screen him to play a game that is their most popular show uh highest pay rent payout as well if he can survive 30 days on the running man he gets a billion new dollars new bucks new bucks yeah um which is really difficult because um yeah the longest somebody had actually lasted was like eight days yeah yeah, yeah which is is kind of it but but he the way the payout system supposedly works is mm-hmm. that he, for yeah. every every uh, day he survives, he get he banks some money, yeah, and for, for every, every hour he gets oh, is it every hour he gets a hundred new bucks, and then he gets like bonuses for killing cops, which is like uh no killing hunters uh, like so so they're no they're, I think it's killing cops and hunters I yeah and there's two different too. there's two different payouts I think um. Because the the hunters are the people that work for the games network who are actively going after him. Yeah, they're like bounty um, hunters. But people like, when he exploded the YMCA, he killed a bunch of cops and yeah. got like some um, bonuses for killing those cops. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and he um the, yeah the the way it works is that people on the street can call in and. Rat know, him out and get some money. him out, and they get yeah. a payout as well. Um, yeah. Do, do also, they get his winnings? I think. Oh. What if if someone calls him in with a sighting and they it results in his death? Don't they get his winnings, or am I making that? Yeah, up? they get whatever he's earned up to that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the other, but twist... it's also interesting too because it, it kind of has some similarities, or this book has similarities to the Hunger Games, where there are. Um, so TVs are mandated. Like everybody has. Yeah, every house a has a TV, and you can't turn it off. Yeah. So there's this <laughs> propaganda where, again, it's a kind of similar to the Hunger Games, where you had to watch the games. Like you know, there are these TVs where you basically are not forced to watch it, but like you have to like watch these games as they're playing. And the interesting thing is because. It's cool because he can go anywhere in the United, like anywhere in the world, not even the United States. He can go wherever. Like mm-hmm. there is no game arena, but the only thing he has to do is he has to film himself like twice a day and then send it off. Yeah, which he is has bullshit to send- because they <laughs> see like the return address and they're like, ah, we know where he's at. 
Now, in the book, uh, the executive who, who runs it, uh, Killian, claims yes. that the hunters can't see that. But, like, even even the character who is yeah. told that, he's like, that's bullshit. Like, bull- <laughs> yeah, these, these game, like, devs are not, you know, on my side. Yeah, but they start him out with with some spending money. So so he yeah. you know he eventually agrees to do it. Uh, he gets a twelve hour head start. Yeah, because his his thing is like I know I'm not going to survive. I just want to make enough money so yeah. I can bank it and have my family like live. Like, yeah, he has no notion of like you know trying to do good. His notion is I'm going to make some bucks. And hopefully my family can live off of those bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, and, and the way they ensure that he actually sends out the messages is that he, if he doesn't, he's still playing the game, but he stops earning money. Yeah. He'll yeah. still be hunted. So it's he like, plays well, the game indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see in my notes here. Um, yeah. He, so, so they, they give him, I think it's, I didn't write it down and it's been a while since I've read it. It's like $5,000, I think. Yeah, um, they give him some sort of cash and they give him like a 12, um, 12 hour head start. Yeah. And so he, he heads to, um, I forget what it's, it's, the city is just called co-op Co- city. Co-op, and I yeah. Can't, yeah. It's a made up city. He yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's like Pittsburgh or like somewhere in like. Something industrial like midwest um yeah and he goes first to he goes to new york and then boston yeah um which like think, you said in boston is where he he <laughs> sets fire to that ymc or blows it up yeah and, and the uh, thing is like he starts putting on costumes like the thing is he's not like he's not like arnold schwarzenegger where he's like balls the wall i'm going to like start shooting stuff um he's super sneaky like he ends up doing like a a costume of like an old person and then like a blind priest or something like that yes yeah Yeah. and now the the interesting thing i think is is that he um he gets papers like false identification Mm -hmm. um which Honestly, the uh, the executive actually helps him out a lot because, you know, you we don't see what his strategy was in the beginning. But Killian, I think, is the one that says to him, like, hey, if you want to last as long as you can, um, stick with your own kind. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't try to to like blend into the big city. And <laughs> yeah, and, and that's where because I think in Boston, isn't that where he um, hooks up with the gang, like the gang of a. Uh younger kids and stuff like that uh yes yeah so yeah. so he he um he sneaks out of the ymca and mm-hmm. he ends up in the ghetto which there, there is it's it was written in 82 there's some cringeworthy dialogue there um, are yeah but, but this ghetto is like pollu- polluted like filled with pollution but yeah. these like kids drop some knowledge on him. Yeah, like, well, and that's the thing that I like is your first introduction to Bradley is is mm-hmm. the the gang member that he first interacts with. Bradley has a younger brother, and it's like reading his dialogue is like, oh god, this is don't do this. But then you're you're introduced to the rest of the family, and yeah, Bradley is I want to say he's like fourteen or fifteen. 
Like he's not an adult. Yeah. Um, but he he uh, he um he and his gang uh I think he said they had they attacked or they may have killed someone and gotten their library card because you yeah, have to have a certain amount of income. He, he was explaining it in, in the book. They explain the way they keep a lot of this information hidden is, is that you have to have a minimum threshold of income to have a library yeah, card, which is crazy. Like, you know, they cut off knowledge depending yeah. on like your wealth. And, and, and that just kind of blew me away that like, you know, if if that ever became like some sort of like a propaganda machine where you know it's only the government feeding you that information and you couldn't you know take it upon yourself to like learn this information i I don't know sometimes i saw some and maybe it's just me seeing things but like parallels to like you know china with their restrictions on you know what you can search for online and everything along those lines oh yeah yeah well and and the um the the i i really like kind of this section of the book because where they teach him they like they show him the inequality and they're like this is some bullshit and this is what the government's feeding you and i i think it really like fuels him well, yeah, because he he um in in his interaction with bradley like he goes hey um yeah, he, he's asking him, hey, you know, you, you're coughing. It sounds like you have emphysema, my man. Yeah. Um, do you have a nose filter? And he's like, I can't afford that. And yeah. Bradley's like, well, I went to the library and it takes about 50 cents worth of material to make a nose filter. <laughs> so you're not breathing in poison. Exactly. Um, and it's like. Which, I, I mean, that it, this sounds like today. I mean. <laughs> well, no, I think this is the part that hits me hit me the hardest when reading this book. Yeah. It was like, you know, knowledge can, like, solve so many issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's this, like, restriction of knowledge. It's, it's propaganda. Because, yeah. again, most of these games are there to, um, to basically quell the, the um, quote-unquote herd. Like, just to like give them bread or what's that Marie Antoinette um give them cake and oh, let uh, them eat cake yeah yeah where it's it's just a um coping you know as well as a propaganda thing because what they do because after this after he starts learning all this like shit that the government does he starts filming it on his like uh, recordings that he has to send to them yeah and and the thing is they start editing those to uh-huh. like make him look worse than what he is oh yeah they they dub over his voice with with obscenities yeah. and and you know he they have him threatening the populace to just kind of rile up people and exactly and they're, they're they deep fake him, him. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and, they, and that's yeah. the thing is like that's a concept that like we have today where yeah. people have gone deep faked before oh yeah yeah oh, yeah okay. he um but uh yeah so so he you know this this section is where he kind of figures out that the the games network is solely propaganda like yeah. it's it's just to pacify the the mm. populace um and 
from here, he he good he gets in the back of a trunk, and Bradley drives him past a checkpoint into yeah. New Hampshire. I think. Uh, I think Maine because Stephen King loves Maine. Well, every, the the final standoff happens in Maine, but I in think Maine. they're oh, okay. going to New Hampshire. Okay. Um, and uh, he gives him a, a bunch of mailing labels for the videotapes that'll that'll make it so that the, right. the network can't track. Yeah, him. so they can't follow him. Yeah. Yeah. So so he um he hooks up with one of Bradley's other revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and that guy's mother reports him yeah rats him out um so now there's a car chase uh and bradley's fair what what is his name so so bradley yeah he ends up taking a hostage this um this girl um what's her name um oh amelia yeah richards richards does yeah um he he uh he carjacks a a wealthy woman and takes her Mm -hmm. hostage um then he doesn't he alert the media because he yeah. wants as many eyes on him as possible yeah so point. the thing is he's trying to like get a bunch of eyes on him so yeah. the revolutionary uh people can start actually like fighting in the streets so the reports are more focused on him yeah and not on this like uprising of the lower class yeah yeah, and and um, he at this point there's a standoff because they they bust out her, um, her I think her cars hover like the, a, another uh, instance of showing that that there's an overclass yeah. is her car is like hovering slightly. Mm-hmm. It's not flying, but <laughs> yeah, it's. It's a slowly moving. Um. So. So yeah. Down. They they bust out one of its its I guess repulsors or whatever, and they're stranded. And he one of his demands is an uh, an airplane with a bunch yes. of specifications. Mm-hmm. Um, and he bluffs his way into getting this by describing to her the type of plastic explosive he absolutely does not have on him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't think to do it before. Um, but he but, convinces everybody he has this like giant bomb that's ready that's, to explode. But I yeah. think it, it's it's her purse. Yeah, it's his. It's her purse that he he keeps in his pocket, so it looks like he he has something. Yeah. Um, the so they they get on this plane, uh, and the head of the hunters uh, is there. there, just constantly antagonizing him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. He also instructs, I think, or uh, Richards instructs the plane to specifically fly low over populated areas so that, you know, they don't blow the plane out of the sky. Yeah, so he can Um, basically, like, uh, chill in the pollution of those cities so they won't shoot, like, air to, um, or... uh, Yeah, surface-to-air missiles. Yeah. 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 But it's, Um, like, it's funny because he's using, like, the uh pollution to his side yeah 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 well and and um killian the original executive uh contacts him and says um you know the plane security would have detected if if you actually had explosives like we know that you're bullshit right now um and they offer him a chance to replace evan mccone the lead yeah because 
they ended up having a fight and he killed the main dude. But the main dude or the um not main dude, but the um the main hunter yeah. like opened him and like the description is pretty graphic. Yeah. Uh of just like his guts just like spilling out and everything like that. Like yeah. Stephen King makes no um doesn't like dance around the fact that like yeah he's basically holding his guts in yeah yeah well and and um in in one of the the final twists of the knife so to speak uh for for this character is um you know richards initially is doesn't want to take the position because obviously if like everyone knows that who this guy is now right because he's beaten the record of, of eight days and, and however many yeah, minutes or whatever survived, uh like i think 14. like nine days i i, oh. I think the the plane happens like on the ninth day because he doesn't day. run for very long no um, but but they offer him that position and he doesn't want to take it because now everyone knows he has a family and that's what the, the this final twist of of, of the knife yeah. um, is the executive lets him know that his wife and daughter were randomly murdered by three intruders 10 days before so before the show even started started yeah um do you think it was random uh i i think it was because like they they were painted as living in pretty desperate poverty and it wasn't the first time they had had intruders yeah I it it might not have been, but I I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I I think it's it's much. I think it's much darker to assume that it was like it was, was it? just random. Mm-hmm. Um, because like if it was, then it's like, well, why would they send people to kill his family? Like, yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, he he um takes the job uh he kills he kills the pilots right and mccone uh but mccone shoots him like he's having to to keep his his uh guts in in his on the inside um he gives the rich lady um a parachute a parachute and he's like Uh, get out yeah, he's like, you need to leave now. And then so then he starts driving the plane towards the skyscraper. So it's interesting at this part, um, the door actually uh, busts open and she's sucked out by um, just the pressure. Which I mean, is funny this... because they've been flying pretty low. So yeah. I don't know why she would have gotten sucked out. but Yeah, but you really don't like... It's interesting because King doesn't like. That's it. That's all we see of that lady. Like, that's the last we see her. <laughs> did yep. she survive? Who knows? Um, I I do know that that low altitude shoot openings like require some special training. <laughs> yeah, she probably didn't have, so probably not. Um, and and yeah, the the book ends with um probably one of my favorite oh yes this is ever in in it's a way to wrap up a story well before you say this i will say i really like the um the way that the chapters are presented 
Oh, so yeah, they like count down. minuses. Yeah, it's a countdown. Um, and uh, the T minus, or the, the zero, zero, zero chapter is, uh, yeah, it's one this is line. the chapter that you're talking about. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's a, a sentence, but. Um, oh, yeah, it's. it's but before it's, that one, I'm sure this is the. Uh, the image that you're you were going to describe oh it's it's fantastic because yeah, yeah. he's Sorry. flying it flying the this this plane towards the skyscraper yeah. and they describe him like just aiming the plane out. at yeah. killian's uh office giving him the finger um, yeah and so so basically it's this like giant um uh building a glass yeah. building uh killian's sitting out there looking out the window looking at the plane he realizes his fate yeah and he's like looking out and what he sees is uh the main character <laughs> saying they're flying the plane shooting him the middle finger yeah with all sorts of uh anger in his eyes and then it cuts to zero 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 and the last line of the book again yeah. hands down my favorite way to, that a book has ever ended is the explosion was tremendous lighting up the night like the wrath of god and it yeah. made fire 20 blocks away yeah like and that that's, was it that was the only that's uh, how it ends uh, that that that's i can't think of a more nihilistic book or way to end a book yeah than because this <laughs> there is no indication that he actually did anything yeah which is unfortunate like there's no like Oh, he, you know, he was able to create this this movement or anything like that. You really don't hear about what happened in the streets while he was, you know, driving the car. There's no indication that like these um, freedom fighters actually won. Yeah, it's basically like, well, he uh, crashed a, a plane into a building. And caused the giant uh, fireball. Yeah, like that's that's just how the book ends. Like, and see if it were if it were a King novel, the way that would have ended, like that that may have happened in the King version, mm -hmm. but the King version would have would have also had a, a short epilogue describing what yeah. happened afterwards and people taking to the streets and demanding. Yeah, like King is is. A little bit more, more, uh, more hopeful, I think, yeah. and optimistic yeah. than this anything was very that Bob nihilistic, does. where it was just like, yeah, <laughs> this, you know, this happened, and did did he accomplish anything? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> he he killed Killian, his like antagonist, but like, there's always going to be another uh, Killian. Yeah. Yeah yeah i honestly yeah it's with it very, being a bachman book it there's there's almost uh no possibility that anything positive happened after that point yeah <laughs> i mean and, you know it's like yeah you just kind of walk away with it with a like a weird feeling in the pit of your stomach which is good that's what yeah. good art does in, yeah. in my opinion it, um, it, it elicits some sort of response yeah yeah and uh yeah um well yeah so uh i i guess that leads into the next episode which um you know well how what 
what was your grade for this? Let's let's do our normal. Oh yeah, I was going to get to that. Oh, okay. okay. I, I was just going to talk were. about kind of the the other stuff. Is yeah, next next episode we're covering the the eighty seven version. Uh, I do know that Edgar Wright, oh, you no. know the guy that did um, Shaun of the Dead and mm-hmm. uh, Hot Fuzz and that uh, Baby Driver, th- those movies. Um, he is directing a forthcoming adaptation. Um, of this movie, which oh. I I don't know how that'll turn out. Yeah. Like he's sardonic enough that that might actually work with the original version of the book, depending on huh. how he adapts it. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that he would make the choices that they made in the Arnold movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So as far as as uh grades go, mm-hmm. um. You know, I've I've read this book multiple times. Um, so spoilers, I really like it. I gave it an A plus. I I think it's it's uh, one of the, the the length of the book also is like it. It's exactly mm. as long as it needs to be. Like it's there's not a whole it, lot of filler. There's not. There's no other place for it to go. Yeah, um, and again, it has that kind of uh, Stephen King writing style where it's very accessible. Yeah, I think it's a um, you know it's a, an easy pickup. Yeah, um, I do feel like the subject matter can be a little hard to digest. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not something you want to like. Yeah, read over and over and over. Like I, I think I've I've read it maybe four or five times. Um, <laughs> The first time I read it, I think, was maybe in fifth or sixth grade after I saw the movie. And I was like, whoa, this is way better than that movie. And I love Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what what was your your grade for it? Because I know you you are not really drawn to the darker nihilistic I, things. I'm not. I would give it a B, a solid B. Gotcha. Um, so... I like I like the themes and I like that exploration into that. I also enjoyed um, probably the the middle of the book. I, I enjoyed like the the bits with Bradley, right? Yes, like yeah. that's the strongest. I think. Yeah, I think that's that's the strongest part of it. And you know, just kind of like the cat and mouse um, aspect of the game, like the game game itself um but yeah it, it's a hard world to digest it's a it's a very cruel world yeah and it's just it's interesting the sort of like because it's not a, a far stretch for you to be like believe that this world could exist i mean some, we're like, like five or ten years away from this right now in I my opinion <laughs> i hope we never get to this point but but it's it's we'll see <laughs> <laughs> oh zach being being the negative nancy yeah <laughs> um but it is something that like is is um conceivable you know with some yeah. sci-fi it's so far-fetched that you're like oh this this could never happen but it's like well this could probably happen and i just well, like we were saying earlier, I, I think is it's 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 interesting to me how close he has it based on the year that it's also set because well, you know even when I first aspects of like technology that's like way out 
from in the future. Like oh, hover yeah. cars and like all these. Like, well, no, I, I just mean the, that... the the um the plot of the story, I guess, or the, mm-hmm. the 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 general themes of the story, not necessarily tech, but mm-hmm. um you know, because when I first read this when I was a kid, that was still way off. It's like, oh, this is just a hundred percent sci-fi, and then you know, you fast forward twenty five years. Yeah, and it's like oh wait he's describing deep fakes yeah. oh wait he's describing reality television oh wait he's he might be describing something like bitcoin <laughs> yeah you know where there was like oh there's only one type of currency it's you know yeah. government currency well there's not government currency anymore there's you know well and it's it's funny too he's he what he's also done effectively is because when this was written and came out Reagan had not stripped some of the the FCC protections that were on media at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's also kind of sort of predicting the way that um, media and government work together now. Yeah. And how divisive everything is and how slanted things can can be where, where the media is actually a, you know, it's a player. A hand of, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, pro- it, it can be a propaganda arm. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I, I just think it's a very predictive book for something that was written so long ago. Yeah, that... before the internet. Like, this book was yeah. written before the internet, before, you know, a lot of these uh, mass marketing tools via like facebook instagram things along those lines which i mean still means that he gets some things wrong like you know he's making he's making calls on payphones too yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's some things like it's not this like a grand sweeping predictive work it's it's there it's it's got kind of that cyberpunk feel you know where it's like yeah we're hacking into people's brains with floppy disks It's like okay, you have this technology, but you're still storing it on like and and dot matrix yeah. printer paper, and <laughs> um, which yeah. it's it's funny. I don't know if you you watch a whole lot of cyberpunk stuff, but um, I still need to play cyberpunk. But that's uh, better. Well, like if you if you want a good time, there's a movie Keanu Reeves is in a couple years before the Matrix called Johnny Mnemonic, mm. and there's a line in there where where they're like you've got 64 gigs of memory and and people are like whoa that's so much room it's like man memory it's like haha we have terabytes now yeah yeah but but nonetheless i think it's 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 well written like i said stephen king i find very accessible i find his writing style um very common like where you don't really need to be like a worldly scholar to understand exactly how he describes things exactly i think that he does a good description of stuff especially like and it's funny like when he gets into maine he like starts like did did you see the um the little nod to um the pennywise um uh oh yeah the airport happens in Derry, right yeah 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 so i'm like okay i i I see you i see you (laughs) i i see you well and that should have been the biggest tip-off with this book is uh, being written by stephen king is like wait dairy dairy maine 
That's not how many people place, are out there right in Dairy Maine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so so nonetheless, I, I think that it is a good it's a good book. Um yeah. I don't think it would be a book that I would pick up again and read. Yeah. Personally. I oh think sure, it sure. Would just be something that I would recommend somebody maybe reading for the first time. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. It's uh you have to be in the mood for something that's that's very, very um sad sad and very dark um but also the life that some people live today uh, yeah <laughs> um i mean you know what definitely... with the pandemic and not having any support for yeah. <laughs> rent um things like that uh yeah. yeah it's it's uh weird that that you know we we generally choose the the running of these um or the running order of these books a little bit in advance and i I think i had chosen this one way before the pandemic wait yeah yeah. (laughs) so here's a question would would you sign up for like put aside the oh fuck no 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 absolutely not i would never sign up even like if your your wife was doing something that she hated and you had a sick kid you would put your life out there to to play the the running man (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't have to be the running man in general but like to play a death game be it like the running man or the hunger games or whatever i don't i, I don't know if i would sign up willingly sign up to do any yeah. sort of death game <laughs> yeah, it's, it's because it's it's interesting because like you get into squid games like squid games is a very popular um netflix show yeah. and a lot of people have um kind of like wondered if they would do that if they would do some sort of like squid game type would you i mean it really depends on i guess the situation like right currently like if i was a single person no (laughs) (laughs) i have the support of my like family and friends but like desperation really like you know, it's it's a hard one. Yeah. And like you don't know what you would do in those like kind of desperate situations. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm not saying it, it would be impossible for that to happen. I, I I can't see a realistic situation in which I would be like, Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I mean yeah. truthfully, oh. you put me into that kind of situation where like somebody's going to harm me like if the yakuza was going to come and like break my legs because i owe <laughs> millions of dollars in like debt yeah yeah or let's say the person that i loved is super sick and i can't find any jobs maybe i would yeah yeah but again that's it's a very personal question and it's a very um I think it changes person by person and situation by situation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if it was just me right now, now I'd be like, (laughs) Hey mom, dad, guess who's living with you now? Because I am in millions of dollars of debt. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's not like, you know, the government's going to come and break my legs. They'll just make my life miserable and garnish my wages yeah yeah i mean well well, and plus 
based on that, I I think I gave you a copy of it, but it's the the reporter that embeds himself in Japan and and has yakuza connections and stuff oh, to yeah. break some yeah. stories. Uh, the nonfiction book, like mm-hmm. you know, the yakuza will not let people get into debt past a certain amount. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be like, hey, because hey, they hey. realize, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I think you've had enough. I think you've had enough. We we know that you cannot afford this. Like, yeah, we would like to get our money back. Thank you. We yeah. we're not just going to indiscriminately kill someone. <laughs> that that's just not a good way to do business. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You gotta have reoccurring um reoccurring uh, customers. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I guess on that note, um, what do you say we wrap this one up? Yeah, um, we can put a bow on it. Well, uh, yeah, so that'll do it this week. Next next time, we'll talk about the Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle, uh, the running Eating man. the chopper. Sorry, he doesn't say that. Uh, he's, yeah, he says that in Predator, which came out yeah. this year, that same year. Oh, uh, well, when you said this year, I was like, Wait, did a new Predator movie come out? And I, I mean, know. one came out a little bit ago, but not this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, well, I might have that. Spoilers wrong. on the um, the um, movie Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's like in his prime. That oh, guy yeah, yeah. is good looking. Like the muscles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That especially is when he has like the, the beard and everything yeah mm. yeah yeah oh well yeah and it it was also 87 so yeah that was a good year for arnold yeah he is he's looking thick yeah <laughs> that, that, two C's. that is a that that is a, a giant mountain of a man mm-hmm. uh, but we'll talk about that next time and uh, <laughs> i guess the the next book club book um ah uh, that's my pick is your choice yeah and that is um Illyrium? Uh, Elantris. 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 I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it too. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> uh yeah, so so Stuart picked uh Brandon Sanderson's uh 2005 novel Elantris. Yeah. His first book. His fir- well, his first uh published novel. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a in a little while. Um, and uh, yeah, just be working towards that, and we will talk to you guys later. Yeah, <laughs> uh, happy two thousand and twenty two. Yeah. You know, happy holidays. Um, yeah, happy holidays. Don't, don't let the games network start. Yeah, if people um, start talking about doing the Running Man, but for real smack them in the mouth yeah (laughs) or run away from them yeah